football pod on OTB Sports. And the best thing about Dublin, all through their great period, was the fact that they had these characters that when it came to the big moments and embraced the ground shaking in Crow Park. The football pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Michael Meehan is with us this morning. Michael, good morning to you. How are you? Good, very good, Jared. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Anthony Moses just tipped Galway for the All Ireland final there. So, um, you know, uh, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, Johnny, it's, Johnny's been Johnny's, uh, beaming since Saturday. So, you know, all is good. Uh, yeah, as of as has everyone down here, and even before Saturday, it, it kicked off really well. In, down in Roscommon with our under 17s went in the All Ireland against Mayo, so it was a great weekend on the on the Galway front uh, for the lads anyway. Um, but yeah, we're we're very excited. It's a great place to be, and it's it's been a long time. It's been it's been far too long. Uh, and I suppose you'd only love to have the three week build up now for for the whole of the of the of the of the population of Galway mm. and supporters to get into it that little bit. That's but look, that's not a that's not a reason to change what they've done. But it's just in times like this. Um, you know, the bigger the build-up as a supporter, the better. Maybe as a player, a two-week window is probably ideal. You know, they'll get media out of the way straight away this week. And there's very little time. And, um, you know, both teams are, are, are ready. Like, they're not going to change, improve. Anything really between now and, and the All-Ireland final bar, maybe some tactical things, um, fitness, etc., conditioning. It's just maintenance now. So it's, it's, it's a brilliant place to be in a, as a player, you know, 12, 13 days out from the big match. Let's talk about Comer because he, he said himself he's had a, a rodeo with injuries. Like he, he has, we've, we've missed some of the peak years of Damien Comer when he burst onto the scene, uh, like, like a bull. Everybody's like, oh, this is going to be one of the, the best footballers in the country for a long period to come. But then he just disappeared for about 18 months with a, with an injury and all the, the stuff around the diagnosis and all that kind of stuff that, uh, here he is back starring in an All Ireland semi final. Like he gets the the bit that he deserves, which a lot of people don't always get in sport. You know, sport's really cruel, but for somebody like him to be the star on Saturday evening was just desserts, really. Absolutely, yeah. I think it could could well be about his ninth year now. You know, and and you're you're right, Barr. A couple of good years at the start where he had a he was young and he, he was just breaking through. He had a clean enough run through, but you know, over the last five years. Uh, he, you know, he he's had just on and off and in and out with injuries and um, you know a, a difficult time put in, uh, especially when you're hitting your, your mid twenties. You know, you're 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 at the peak of your powers, I think, as well, or certainly very close to them. And he didn't get a chance to you know to go back to back or put you know play 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 leagues, play championships. You know, from one into the other, it was very broken, and he was being rushed back from matches here and there. And uh, you know, that's. It's never a good place to be, and as a player, it's not. It's never really an advantage for the team either. It generally doesn't work out. Um, but certainly, you know, even this year he had been steady through the league. I think if you look back over his score, and he scored in every league match that he played in, he um, he he, t- he was getting goals as well. I think I think we've all. Re- I, I never forgot how dangerous he was. You know, uh, head for the the onion bag as we call it down here. But uh, he showed everyone again and pointed everyone again at the weekend. Um, how dangerous he is in that regard so um, he's going to take a lot of watching he's, he's high in confidence hopefully he's fit and healthy and um, it's just with a player like that uh, you know anything can happen anything can come off it uh, be it through him directly or through one of the lads around him it just causes panic and I'd say he, he's a nightmare for for a backline to have to come up against because he has serious pace uh, uh, he can turn. He's he's agile for his size, and he, he's a he's a man mountain of a man as well. So he's got he's got a lot going for him. Um, 
And, you know, it's it's going to be uh, the planning around what Kerry are going to do to notify him is going to be a large part of their work this week. I think Michael that's one of the special things about the Galway story this year like if, if Galway don't win the All-Ireland I think they've created so many memories and just to get like he and Paul Conroy back in Crow Park like the, the injuries of Paul Conroy has come through as well and like the, this beautiful standard of old school football that he plays like beautiful kick passer and he and Damien Comer to get their kind of place the sun and the the, the, the the roar when he came off was like it was actually spine tingling on Saturday like the roar for, for Comer coming off the pitch and having that like the most you know certain stand innovation you ever get like does it there's, there is a bit something like special about what's this Galway story this year yeah, I agree. Um, you know, we, and we've Paul, I suppose, has been on the you know the forefront throughout the throughout the year because he was kicking you know outrageous scores from midfield there, latter stages of the league, and into the championship. Um, you know, and that just pushed him to the line right there. And like I think Paul is, he could be in year fifteen now of, of his college career, which is you know quite phenomenal. If 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 someone could tell you you get nine or ten good years, you get get snap, you know as an inter county player. Um, you'd snap his hand off. But I think Paul, bar, bar that uh, horrible injury that he had, um, he has been ever present, you know, for those 15 years, missing that one year in the middle. So, um, and to come back to where he's at it, it, is remarkable. But yeah, there's just, there's, I suppose, there's, there's the fondness or there's, there's, there's the thinking back to the to the glory days. And when I, when I talk about them, uh, Johnny, it's back to 98 and 0-1, you know, that we, you know, there's just that fondness and, and that that feeling that, you know, when when, when Galway are, are are good, then and their tails are up, they're dangerous, and there's just that sense. And I think there's that sense is there again. And like you said, be it be that they deliver an All Ireland final or not, or victory in the All Ireland final or not, you know that that will be there, and there's something to build on. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot. I think the public have have, have reacted and responded, um, and I suppose that's in in no short part to to to, to Porik and his management team, and and how you know. Um, you know how I suppose the opening's been and direct he's been, and you know he stated two or three years ago on on one of the shows here that, that you know he wanted to win in All Ireland, and, and and people were probably you know uh, looking sideways at him when they heard that being played. But you got to remember, um, like Galway were about thirty three to one shots, give or take, around that time. Like Galway had been a complete yeah. relevance in the like, so it, it was a brave thing to say, and he could have been mocked for that. Like, yeah, oh, I, absolutely. Um, and I suppose, and, and when you look back over the last year or two, then, you know, people are saying, hang on, what's going on here? Um, and I, I remember after the Connacht final in Crow Park last year against Mayo, uh, you know, and, and talking uh, on off the ball about, you know, was it time for him to go or should he stay? And so like, you're, you're right, Johnny, that's that's where it was. But so sport, sport is funny. And, and certainly I think sports through COVID, you know, had its extra challenges for, for everyone. Um uh, and I think I'm sure the addition of Keen O'Neill as well uh, and his experience and knowledge has, has has added hugely to the to the setup this year. And you know the players have reacted. You know this this lad standing up all over the pitch now. Like you know I think it's it's no surprise around here. But John Daly has been exceptional and he showed it showed it the weekend there in turnovers as a rock in the centre of your defence. Uh, and just he, he's the sweetest left foot on the pitch nearly. You know he'll pick a pass. He took a score for himself as well. Um, so you have you have players like that, and, and along with Damien, actually, you know, John Daly is someone who didn't get a, a great run of things in the past with injury. He's a young lad, but he's had two or three serious injuries and, and has had missed a lot of time. So he should have more games played with Galway as well. But you know, thankfully, it's it's coming right for those lads now and the rest of their teammates at the right time.
In terms of what they're actually able to do on the field as well, there has been a, a, an evolution. So, you know, when Porrick came in, he was like, oh, we're going to go back to the old school of Galway football, yeah. which is much more fundamentally attacking. And then, like, that changed because that didn't work. And now it's kind of an amalgamation of what was there previously under the previous management team and the ability to attack. So Anthony Moyes made the point that they've got multiple game plans now, which means that they can, like they did against Derry, confuse Derry a little bit um, uh, by by giving Derry something they hadn't seen or expected from Galway can they do that against Kerry as well? Yeah it's well I suppose uh, talking about the the Derry game first they matched up well Um, you know you kind of have to fight fire with fire but they were they were very comfortable doing that Um, and and I think we were very very happy with the position that they were in going in at half time or even you know when they're 3-0 down with 20-25 minutes gone I know it looks bad with no score you know, they held scoreless for so long, but I think they would have been quite content uh, to what they were limiting Derry to, um, given what we had seen from Derry throughout Ulster and, and in the quarter final. But then it's, it's a very different change. It's going to be a different uh, type of game against Kerry. Um, you know, there's going to be far more uh, direct ball, diagonal ball, you know, faster ball being put into pockets of space, you know, between the half back line and the full back line, you know, even longer into O'Shea. Um, you know, we saw the goal, Shawnee Shea's goal, but it was a huge long ball in. And we don't have to think too, think too far back with those kind of balls called <laughs> consternation, I think, for Galway in, in the Armagh game. So, and Jack O'Connor will know, will know that. So I can, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see an aerial bombardment. We'll see a directness from Kerry. Um, and it's what Galway do, you know, to, to deal with that. Um, I'd like to think that Galway, you know, on the front foot then, the pace that they, they attacked with and they came out with, with the ball and ahead of the ball um, against Derry. And in every game, I think to the Mayo game and Roscommon games as well, you know, they, um, they're very athletic now. And um, I think they can take anyone on, you know, you know, if they turn over a ball going forward, especially when you have a Comer, uh, uh, you know, Paul Conroy linking up the play, you know, uh, you know, Shane Walsh as well, who was, you know, he was very well marshaled the last day from, from play. But, you know, he, he still is... Um, He's going to be a huge threat and he's going to be a huge part of what Kerry have to do as well. So um, I just think it, it, it's a very different, different there's, a, there's a lot of different conversations being had now this week for Galway and for Kerry with, a, with what, you know, in when they're planning what might happen here, here and here. But um, I think there'll be a certain amount of, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that, but we'll, we'll impose our game as well and, and, and ask for Galway. We'll ask questions off, off Kerry, um, see can they match up against our it's it's funny given the point you make about the aerial bombardment that we didn't see that much of it from Derry I do wonder is that because they weren't allowed it, was there a I mean obviously there's a conscious effort not to allow uh, those big high booming balls go into your full back line but did Galway do something specific that prevented those balls from being delivered uh, I, I wouldn't have said so I, I think from what I've seen of, of Derry you know they, they tried to, to do what they're good at they tried to set up you know they were, they were putting four and five bodies inside the 21 um, and they were keeping the ring of space out around, and and they wanted to free free up their their, their strike runners. You know, McInnes and Rogers and Ferris got through for a couple early on, but they they didn't, I think, break through and get bearing down on goal. You know, at a hundred miles an hour uh, as much as they thought they would inside the you know in, from the D in. Let's say, Galway um, didn't let that happen. They, I thought Galway were, were were quite well set up um, and dealt really well with, with Derry in that regard. So. I'd say that as much as Anthony else, they wanted to stick to their game plan and to implement that, and they felt that that would have been, you know, the the, the best route of attack. 
there was times I, I, I can remember seeing uh, Conor Glass wrestling with uh, Conor Gleeson, the Galway goalie, at some point. I, it possibly was, was it the first or second half. I can't remember now, but I was there. Okay, there's a ball coming in here because he was he was he was on his toes, you know, in his way. Um, but the ball didn't come in, you know. So there, I'm sure there was a there was a plan, but it just it didn't ha- materialize at all. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Porrick said that. Uh, he totally played that down after the game about the high ball. He just said, "Well, it was that was just a kind of a, a mad game against Armagh. We just did a few yeah. things." But he is interesting because obviously this is going to be a massive factor. It will be a factor the next day. Simple as it will. It will. Like, like we're we're a long time looking at Kerry with Donaghy and Gooch and and the, you know the, the direct ball. And I know that those two guys are gone now, but it's it's still very evident in their play. Um, it, it, it's very natural if you go back to Bomber Liston. It's it's, it's it's always been in their DNA, you know. The, the quickest route to goal is the direct route, and the ball will move faster. So um, that's a lot of the thinking behind it. Um, and I'm sure Clifford is, is a giant of a man, and he's good hands. Uh, Agini as well in there, you know. That they have those options, so it, it's very natural for Kerry uh, to do that. So we will be seeing it. Um, we will be seeing it the next day. The, 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 the goal with Kerry game. That's uh, just had to look back the year there that. That you will possibly mostly remembered by two thousand and eight. So we're talking like fourteen years ago now. What was your record in Cole Park for Galway? Oh, for Galway, not good. I suppose that a couple of quarterfinals, oh three, uh, a draw with Donegal, oh five, a loss to Cork, oh uh, eight, a loss to Kerry. I might there might have been a backdoor in oh four against Tyrone, but no, that it was <laughs> in the Cork was game as well. Game. Then that was your last, was it? The, yeah, thirteen. That was the last time I was in pro. Yeah, I was in broker playing. Uh, I, I was back. Yeah, I, I, yeah, when you got that amazing goal at the end, which was kind of cruel, but like I guess the context here is like two thousand and one Galway were expected to be this dominant force. Under, yeah. and when Parry Joyce said that um, amazing in the second half. But this Galway team has just come through two games in Core Park where they've just won. And like one of them was obviously mad, but the other one was just like, it was almost like a formulaic in the second half. So the hoodoo is just gone all of a sudden after all these years. We're like 16 years or whatever we didn't win at Core Park. It's gone. It's just gone yeah. like that. Yeah. Do you know, well, I suppose it's, there was a super eight victory against, against Kerry there, wasn't there? Mm. Um, as well, you know, under Kevin Walsh. So, you know, the, the rot had stopped, um, but, but it, it was, <laughs> It was a real monkey. It was a gorilla on, on the back there for a long time for Galway. Um, but, you know, that, that it is. It's well and truly gone. And, and the Armagh game, I'd, I'd say the Armagh game, because it was in, it was won and it was lost and it was so mental. Uh, I think that was worth maybe two or three games of, yeah. of experience in Crow Park, to my mind. Even with the, you know, the crowd that was in there for the extra time and for the penalties as well. Because up until that, you know, there's only three of those lads who played in that All-Ireland semi-final against Derry four or five years ago. Um, so the experience of, of you know a big big match day in, in Crow Park with, with with the stadium three quarters full or more and for Conor you know, Gleeson as well Michael just to come through that like because yeah. it would have been tough for him it was just one of these mad days came through, and he looked like there wasn't a bother on him on Saturday no he was fine he was fine I'm sure the the whole the the, the goal would have was well, just took a glass of it at the end um, from from a defensive point of view. Uh, the way they the way they got through and, and just slotted it in, no one will be happy with that. Which is a pity, you know. The game was won, but it's it's nice to kind of shut that out, and that will uh, wrangle with them a little bit. But you no, know, Connor was fine, and like there's 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 going to be no changes. Um, you know, he he's been in now for all of the championship. Connor Flaherty got injured in who played most of the league, not all the league, but you know he got injured in the league final, had to come off, and uh, like he hasn't even returned to the bench yet. So you know, there's going to be there's there's, there's no changes there. Connor is the man. His his kick out strategy. 
they're familiar with now. It, it's direct. It, he's not going to take on any risk. He's going to move the ball. Well, I was going to say away. that to you. Is, is, is the All-Ireland final the time for Connor to be our auxiliary 15th out, outfield player and just give it a go against Kerry? <laughs> Uh, geez, well, you know, funny enough, I've played against Connor um, in club league matches, and he often plays midfield for his club. So, like, it's not totally alien to him being out of the field no more than any goalie, I suppose, we see now. But, but I think, I think Saturday evening was a good reminder to most um, <laughs> as to when the stakes are high, maybe, um, you know, I think they'll they leave well enough alone. And he has come out, but but there'll be it'll be few and far between, and he certainly won't be venturing, you know, beyond the, the forty-five. I'd say if, if he does. Um, you're going to leave that to the guys in front of him. Um, Demo, Demo Comer kind of served up the reminder there, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, um, what a finish. It yeah. was, yeah. It was, it was class. You know, it, it was brilliant. Like, but he was, he was on it all day, you know. And he probably could have walked it in. And if you wanted, he could have sold it all the way in and, and just tapped it in if you wanted. But, he, you know, he just had that control. And it was funny that, um, you know, Brendan Rodgers had... had taken a couple of scores now I suppose they weren't always directly opposite each other so you can't just say oh his man scored two points um, because you know the way they, they drop off and the mark you know someone else was probably lined up for Brendan Rodgers potentially for one or both of those points but uh, I remember watching the league game and Galway shipped four goals uh, or took took uh, four goals uh, scored four goals on Derry and I just thought um, you could see even in, the, in that game the highlights like I thought Comer was, was just able to it just looked like he was getting, able to get away. He had the measure of Rogers in that game. Um, he was involved in a couple of those goals, probably scoring one of them. So I was, I'd was, i say Damien was very confident going into that match, knowing if he was one-on-one with Rogers, he was going to take him on. Um, and we saw that you know, clear, clear as day for that first goal. And the second goal, you know, it was just the icing on the cake. You know, he, he, as I said, he could have walked it in, he could have rolled it on the ground, but he just, he just glided it in. And it was, you know, elation and sheer confidence out of him. Michael, great stuff. Enjoy the next couple of weeks and we'll talk to you again, no doubt. Cheers. Okay, cheers, guys. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.